AI Tools for Creators, the podcast that dives deep into creativity aided by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Chatting with Robots, an LLM wizard wonderland. Welcome to AI Tools for Creators. I am Mike Russell. And in this special episode, we're talking about large language models. If you, if you stop there and say, hang on, what's that? Where have you been? Under a rock for the last goodness knows how many months. Uh, well, obviously, there's ChatGPT. That is the biggest LLM or large language model. I'll try not to use that word much more in this podcast because <laughs> it's very scary. Uh, there's also Claude from Anthropic. You know, Meta have their Llama 2, which is integrating into their products, uh, such as uh, Messenger and WhatsApp and Facebook itself. Uh, there's Amazon getting into the game as well and a ton of other players. Now, in my opinion, competition is good in this world. We can chat to many different robots on the internet. But what do they all do? Why would we use one over the other? And what's the cost if we're going to be using these in apps or software? I'm going to dive into that. I am Mike Russell, one of the hosts of AI Tools for Creators. But hang on, you're saying, where is my co-host? My wonderful co-host, Isabella Russell. Uh, she said, Mike, this episode is going to be way too technical for me. I'm hardly going to contribute anything, and frankly, I'll probably get bored. So I'll see you on the next episode. So that's why Isabella is not here. Um, with that said, yes, this will be a fairly technical episode. We'll go deep into different large language models, why you'd use one over another. And we'll also talk about API usage and how much it costs to use each one and how you would gain access to use them in your tools or your apps or your website. Uh, in real world examples, such as, for instance, having a chat on your website for your customers to interact with, having an app that answers questions or just simply creating something that helps people. There's been a, a plethora of AI apps crop up, most of them using APIs. So if that's not your bag, if you're not into the technical nuts and bolts of using these wonderful chatbots, for want of a better word, uh, then do feel free to just skip this episode and come back for the next one where we'll be more friendly, more Mike and Isabella and AI tools for creators. So let's dive right in and talk about why I'm so excited about this right now. Just a few weeks back, Amazon announced a huge launch, which is Amazon Bedrock. Now, why is Amazon Bedrock interesting? Well, just like other Amazon web services, such as, well, the well-known Amazon S3 file storage system, and others as well. Uh, you can you can pretty much do anything on Amazon Web Services. Amazon Bedrock essentially makes these large language models available via an API. Now, this is good because it means for the first time we can actually access things like Claude, Claude 2, uh, and Claude 1.3, Claude 1.2, Claude Instant from Anthropic probably one of the leading large language models behind ChatGPT at the moment. And we can do that via an API. So this is fantastic. You can also get access to a ton of other models as well. So for instance, available on Amazon Bedrock, you have got anthropic models like Claude. You've got AI21 Labs based in Israel, and we'll get into what they do. Uh, we've got Cohere on there. And also Amazon have their own large language model that's going to be available uh, on uh, the Amazon Bedrock service. Also Llama 2 from Meta, that will be available too. And you'll be able to pay quite simply for API access to bring these into your apps or into your services 
and things like that. So it's really, really exciting. I've been using the OpenAI API to access GPT 3.5 Turbo and also GPT 4 for many things. And now I'm excited to have so much more variety. And I really do believe that variety in this world is the spice of life. If we only have one big player, such as ChatGPT, then, you know, we haven't got much choice. But when we can go to different places for different things, this is interesting. Now, I want to make sure to embed in the show notes to this episode, so make sure you go and check them out, a table, because I've done extensive research of costs of all of these different models and why you'd use one over another. Because, yeah, when you get access to Amazon Bedrock. You've got so much. You've got Anthropic Claude. You've got AI21 Labs with their Jurassic 2 Ultra and Jurassic 2 Mid. You've got Claude Instant. You've got Command from Cohere. Uh, you've got Titan Text from Amazon uh, and Llama 2 as well. So, you know, what is each one and why would you use it? So I broke this down into a table where I worked it out on this basis because when you look at the API usage fees, you'll see that GPT uh, 3.5 and 4 uh, base it on 1,000 tokens in, 1,000 tokens out. And so is the same on Amazon Bedrock. If you look at the costings, they do that. But what does that mean in the real world? What is a token and how does that work and how is that priced? So I thought I'd break it down and make it super simple and put it in this table that I've put in the show notes. When you ask a simple question to any chatbot online, how many tokens are you using? If I said, what is the capital of the United Kingdom? I would maybe have 10 words in that phrase, but that would take 10 tokens, 10 tokens in. Now, in and out tokens have different costings as well. So I've taken that into account. And then it'll come back and say the capital of the United Kingdom is London. Now, that's another 10 or maybe 11 tokens to get that information back. So with that in mind, I've taken a simple question like that and priced it so that I can see how much the cheapest LLM costs and how much the most expensive one is based on a simple question in and out. And I found in my research that Amazon Titan is the cheapest. So just asking a simple question like that, it's the cheapest to use Amazon Titan. Now, this is good because I know Amazon Titan's LLM is going into Amazon itself to help sellers to describe products and do things in multiple languages. And that's something it does really well. So the Amazon Titan text light, and I'm referring to my notes in the spreadsheet here, uh, it's really, really cheap. It's the cheapest and it works in English only. So if you need something done uh, very quickly, like for instance, summarizations and, um, you know, that kind of thing, condensing information into small blocks, Amazon Titan Text Lite will do it well. If you want to introduce multi-language, the second cheapest large language model is still Amazon Titan Text Express, which supports 100 plus languages, apparently. So, Amazon's models are going to be a really cheap, affordable way of summarizing things and answering basic questions. They fell at the bottom of my table in terms of cost. Just after that is actually OpenAI's ChatGPT 3.5 Turbo, and that is based simply on that question of what is the capital city of the UK. So if you need quick questions and answers, and of course, multi-language support comes with ChatGPT, of course. You can do text generation summaries and also basic chat interactions as well. Uh, where it may fail, the GPT 3.5 is when it comes to coding and complex logic problems. So again, 
For most things, it's really good. If you need some basic answers to questions, if you want a quick chatbot on your website or in your app, then that may be a good place to go. Now, next up in my list, and we're going from cheapest to the most expensive large language model to use, is actually from Cohere. Now, you may be listening to this podcast episode and saying, Cohere? What is Cohere? I've never heard of Cohere before. Well, actually, they're quite a big deal in in the LLM world, and they have a large language model called Command. Uh, Command is interesting as it accepts, you know, quite a good amount of input, and it's relatively cheap. But why is Cohere any different to, say, OpenAI's models or Amazon's or Anthropic or anything like that? Cohere USP, if you like, is the security and the controllability of their large language model. They really are targeting large enterprises, businesses, and corporations who place a huge amount of importance on data safety, privacy, and protection. So if that's your thing, you may well want to use the API of Cohere or consider using Cohere's command in your creations. What can it do? Well, apart from being private and having enterprise control, uh, it does text summaries well, text generation well, it'll do basic chat. So if you're a big business and you want to install AI-powered chat on your website, but you're concerned about the data training models without your consent, and of course, big business needs to really comply to a lot of rules and regulations, then this is going to be the large language model for you. And it's available via Amazon Web Services using Amazon Bedrock as well, which is absolutely fantastic. You can build from the ground up with that. Um, and then as we go up the list, uh, we get a GPT 3.5 Turbo 16K, which just allows for larger inputs. So this is great if you want to do podcast show notes. Now, some people might say, well, I'll use Claude 2 for that. Thank you. Or I'll use GPT 4 for that. But why would you do that? It's cheaper to use these models. And the cheaper models on the list are brilliant for summarization. They're not so good at logic, reason, and content creation or text generation out of thin air. GPT-4 and Claude 2 do that really well. But 3.5 16K is absolutely brilliant. You can paste in the transcript from a whole podcast episode and have it summarise your show into show notes really well. So I would suggest that's a pretty good use case for that. Not only is it multi-language, but the long input is good. As we go further up the list, though, we get to Anthropic, and they have a product called Claude Instant. This is available via Amazon Bedrock. And actually, what probably trumps this over 3.5 Turbo 16K is that Claude Instant and all the Claude products from Anthropic have a USP in that they can take really, really long text inputs. Okay? So we're talking 100,000 tokens. Now, I've heard elsewhere that that's enough pretty much to put fully written books into uh, the chatbot and get summaries or information back and ask questions. So if you're looking to get summaries on large, large blocks of data, then starting with Claude Instant at the cheapest end of the scale, that could be a really good place. 100,000 tokens, and it's about midway on my price list as we start to creep now into the higher end of models. Above that, we've got AI21 Labs. Again, just like Cohere, you might say, who are AI21 Labs? And what do they do? And and why should I be looking at 
these folks uh, for my chat or AI applications. Well, AI21 Labs is actually based out of Israel, and they've created a kind of higher end on the affordability scale product in Jurassic 2 Mid and Jurassic 2 Ultra. Obviously, Ultra is more expensive than Mid, as there's more training that has gone into that particular model. And when we look at what it can do, well, it's quality. Uh, The Mid is obviously affordable. It has good reasoning, It can do text generation summaries, a bit of creation for you as well. But the specific USP, I would say, of AI21 Labs and their Jurassic models is that it supports seven languages really well. So, yes, we know that all of the uh, chatbots and the large language models online can support English really well. That is a primary thing, isn't it, right? But AI21 Labs have really worked hard to support seven languages significantly. So, in addition to English, if you're working in Spanish, French, German, Portuguese, Italian or Dutch, you may want to consider looking into AI21 Labs and their Jurassic models uh, for your AI applications and uses uh, because they have done a lot of training on that. They've said they really support those seven languages very well and they come slightly further up the cost scale. um, But if it's language work you're doing and translation between those languages, AI21 Labs is the place to go. And then before we get to the top of the list, we hit Anthropics Claude 2, uh, which is currently available to users in the UK and US. I'm sure it's going to roll out wider soon uh, via their website at claude.ai. Uh, but again, this can accept up to 100,000 tokens, so large, large, large inputs. It has complex reasoning and can do content creation really well. I've mentioned in previous episodes that I have used Claude to put in YouTube videos and, and summarise them and give me title suggestions and descriptions and thumbnail ideas and things like that. So it's getting really good for content creation. And I would say at the moment, Anthropics Claude is the biggest competitor to OpenAI's ChatGPT. So again, having programmatic access to it via an API using Amazon Bedrock is fantastic. Uh, They have had uh, the ability for developers and businesses to apply directly, but it's a rather complex process to get approved. Whereas if you have an Amazon Web Services account, and you apply via Amazon Bedrock, usually it's getting approved pretty quick. When I applied to get uh, access to Claude's API, I was approved within 12 hours. So that's really, really awesome. And to have access to that via an API is insane. But of course, sitting at the top of the list is OpenAI's GPT-4. Still at the moment, the, uh, the, the, the big one, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, to use a Jurassic reference of the LLM world, it's GPT-4. So we'd use this for complex reasoning, content creation, but most significantly, coding. At the moment, if you want to do coding, I think GPT-4 is the place to go. I have had amazing experiences using the API of GPT-4 to write apps, to code for me in Python, to tell me the right libraries to use, and to just basically make my life easier. Whether it's creating something out of the blue to make my life easier, to summarize the podcast that I'm bringing to you now, this is all available via GPT-4. So, Whereas I might use OpenAI GPT 3.5 Turbo to summarize the whole podcast show, I might use GPT 4 to write a really cool application that can automate the process of automatically summarizing my podcast after I've finished recording and uploaded it to Google Drive. That's something I'd use GPT 4 
to do. So essentially, I'd use GPT-4 to do the legwork, to go ahead and, you know, make the apps, do the code, write the code, and then 3.5 would do all the stuff inside the app, such as summarization, creation, replying to basic questions, chatting, and things like that. So obviously, it sits at the top with 8K tokens. So, you know, that's not much in terms of information. Once you start to get to an hour-long podcast, you can't really summarize that with GPT-4, nor would you want to, because that would be pricey uh, being at the top of the list in terms of cost at the moment there is a 32k version I don't seem to have access to that myself via the OpenAI uh, platform Playground at the moment, but there is apparently a 32K version kicking around, which is even more expensive and can uh, accept about a third of what Claude can accept. So again, good long-form content use cases there, Uh, but I don't have access, so I can't tell you for certain if that's good or bad. So there's a lot that's squeezed into this episode. <laughs> it's very complex. You might need to listen on half speed because I'm, I know I'm rifling through this. There's no Isabella to slow me down this week. <laughs> but I can't wait because I love interacting with Isabella and hearing her thoughts too. But I know she'd probably just start snoring really in this episode if you've made it this far do let me know in the comments wherever you're listening or watching to this episode that you made it nearly to the end of this show because you're a special case if you've stuck with me geeking out on all these llms now i want to do some honorable mentions at the end at the time of the recording uh, meta's llama 2 large language model is said to be available via amazon bedrock but as i record this episode uh, probably a couple of weeks out from when you'll hear it wasn't available for me to test and I got no pricing for it so I can't tell you where it falls in the scale of pricing but as soon as an update does come out I'll add that into my table in the show notes to this episode so you can see where Llama 2 falls in the uh, large language model pricing scale. Um, but it looks good. And really, some of the plus points for Meta's Llama 2, why you might want to use that, it's been extensively red-teamed. What is red-teaming? It's basically safety testing of a large language model. So asking it to do crazy things or unbelievable things that you wouldn't want real humans to be asking and making sure that it doesn't answer those questions. So like any bad questions, any harmful questions, any bad content, it's been red teamed really well. So apparently it's one of the safest large language models out there. That's pretty good to know as it's going into products such as Messenger, Facebook and WhatsApp. Uh, You know, a lot of teens will be using that. So we want to make sure that a large language model like that is safe. So that's one of the big things that Meta are going with with Llama 2. Uh, It's also had a million human interactions. Maybe we shouldn't go into where it scooped those up. Facebook feeds. So if you've been active on Facebook, you've likely trained Llama 2. I know that's a bit of a controversial controversial, uh, idea that that's happened, but it has. They said they didn't use private data, only public data. And uh, one of the big use cases for this is it will be great for making customized chatbots and chatbots with personality and character. So that's where you might want to think about using Llama 2. I'm also going to do a couple more honourable shout-outs because I haven't seen an API available for them, but I think they're worth a mention. And that is, uh, I wanted to mention uh, something that comes out of the Middle East, actually, two large language models there. And that is, of course, the big one, Falcom. 
Falcon 180B, trained on 180 billion bits of data. Uh, pretty impressive. It's the largest large language model in Arabic. So if you're working in the Arabic language, Falcon is a really good thing to look. It comes out of uh, the United Arab Emirates, I believe in Abu Dhabi. And uh, yeah, if you're working with Arabic text or content, this could be a good thing. And recently they announced uh, an even better, they say, model called Jace. That's J-A-I-S, Jace, named after the highest peak in the United Arab Emirates. And apparently it's super powerful and it works really well in both English and Arabic. And it's quite an interesting thing to think that I read somewhere that apparently only 1% of written Arabic is actually digitized on the internet. So if you actually think about how many Arabic is out there in written form, but not trained into large language models... That's pretty insane, and I hope more and more of it will get trained. And I know there are tons of different dialects and nuances as to how Arabic is spoken and written down. So this is a really interesting space to watch, because whereas it's pretty easy to generate English text or Spanish text, for instance, Arabic is definitely a place to watch, and I'll definitely be watching it. I'm interested to see where Falcon and Jace go next. So big shout-outs to those. I couldn't see direct access to an API. I think you might either have to run it on Hugging Face or install it yourself, so uh, that might be costly to you in terms of running a machine constantly. And finally, I'm going to mention Google Bard. Uh, with half the input tokens of the smallest, only 2K input tokens, and only available via the Google interface. So no API that I can see right now, but it does have Google app integration, and they also verify now what is generated by Google Bard uh, using Google Search, so they can highlight things that they can verify and cite them by highlighting in green, and anything that might be a hallucination of the LLM will be highlighted in red, as in don't trust this information. So in terms of trustworthiness, this is really good, but there you go. Everything from OpenAI at the high end to Anthropic Claude creeping up as the second place a model to Amazon's really cheap large language model, Meta's very safe, apparently, Llama 2, and Google Bard's nicely googly garden kind of LLM and the uh, the United Arab Emirates with their Falcon and Jays as uh, fantastic Arabic language models. Super excited to uh, discuss this with you. And if you if you made it to this point... I would like you to comment specifically uh, somewhere, whether that's on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or somewhere else, I'd like you to just place the comment in there, uh, LLM fan. Okay, just say LLM fan. And then you can write something else as well. But if you write LLM fan, then I'll know uh, that you're on a similar level to me and you made it to the end of this episode and it was useful to you. Uh, but also, if you did find this episode helpful, would you do me a big favour and go and share it with someone else who would benefit from this content? Uh, and I really look forward to speaking to you at a slower pace, slowed down by my lovely co-host, Isabella Russell, on the next episode of AI Tools for Creators. AI Tools for Creators, where technology and creativity merge. merge. It's like having a creative partner that never sleeps. Subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts.